0: this is betql daily presented by betmgm from betql welcome back to betql daily presented by betmgm eddie Gross and Aaron hawksworth here with you so i know we have discussed at length uh some season-long props when it comes to say you know the overall rushing leader the overall passing leader things like that well there are markets out there where you can go division by division and determine who will be leading in various categories. And so for the next several minutes, we're going to talk about divisional rushing leaders, uh, which player in a specific division will have the most rushing yards. And we will start with the AFC South, Aaron, because I had some immediate reactions when I was looking at these various divisions that, This didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I I feel like the AFC South was the first place I went to as far as finding some betting value in large part because I know you've got a couple of really notable names at the top. What with Derrick Henry leading the way with the shortest odds at minus 135, with Jonathan Taylor for the Colts at plus 125, and then after that you're dealing with uh, folks who are 12 to 1 and larger. But at the same time, do we trust – the Titans, and the Colts to run the ball a lot? Or is it something where game script, late game situations suggest that maybe we need to go in another direction with, say, the Texans and the Jaguars and maybe look at some of those players?
1: Yeah, that's where I went. Well, typically when I do this kind of thing, I kind of usually skip over the favorite and the second favorite and then look for value Mm -hmm. and then start to look at Uh, stat leaders from last year and where would it make sense to place this bet and that's how I landed on Travis ATN at 12 to 1 I think there's a lot more value so you look at the AFC South most regular season rushing yards Derrick Henry the favorite minus 135 Jonathan Taylor plus 125 Then all of a sudden, you've got Travis Etienne at 12-1. to I mean, that's crazy. He finished with the ninth most total rushing yards in the entire NFL last year. I get it. Trevor Lawrence, he likes to pass the ball. We all know that. But I think in terms of value, that is a really good look for a guy that finished inside the top 10 last year. Um, I also want to point out, I am absolutely floored. Like my jaw dropped. You have to shop around for these. If you want to bet on these division Mm -hmm. leaders, because the place I was looking had terrible odds. And then Paul pointed out something else. And I was like, wow, I'm talking like a difference from 50 to one to 200 to one. So make sure you shop around first and foremost, if you're going to bet these NFL divisional leaders.
0: Not that I don't love Derrick Henry as a rusher. He's, he's absolutely fantastic. Basic numbers, advanced numbers uh, certainly suggest as much. Jonathan Taylor, also very much the same thing. So those numbers may very well be sharp. But the question for me is the Jaguars may very well be that much better than everyone else in the AFC South, which means... If they're already up by a couple of scores in the fourth quarter, they're going to be running the ball a good bit more, which means Travis Etienne will have many more opportunities for a lot of carries. And so at 12-1, to that makes a whole lot of sense. Even Damian Pierce for the Texans, he really impressed me for a team that had very few reasons to impress me. Uh, But Pierce, you know, he is a tough runner, and he can be elusive. So I look at 13-1. to I think there's something there as well, but I'm with you, Aaron. I settled on ETN uh, as having some fantastic value from a running back who may be getting a good bit more carries because of how well his team might be playing
1: fun story about Damian Pearce. So last season mm-hmm. I did a few of the BetQL chats during uh, big football games, right? So one of the guys in the, in the chat during the conversation was telling me about how you can live bet some of these props to go over and sometimes the books don't catch up to it. I hammered Damian Pierce just kept going over and over and over on his prop because you could see him making plays and it's like you, you could place that live bet. So I don't know if that'll be the case again this year, but I definitely had a good time doing that last year with the live betting on these props, just game to game, you know, keeping your eye on things, you know, you gotta have, you gotta be dialed into their stats, you know, everything when you're doing it, but it can be quite profitable.
0: Absolutely, it can be. Uh, I'm just looking at uh, who finished where in rushing yards over expected per next gen stats last season. And in fifth place, which includes quarterbacks, by the way, in fifth place, Travis Etienne. He was one of the reasons why the Jaguars it. went on that epic second half. Trevor Lawrence had a lot to do with it, for sure, but so did the ground and pound attack. And so to me, Twelve to one, I think offers some great Gosh. value. Just because when it comes to overall name recognition, he's not of the same caliber, but there's some great value there. I I think that's I a agree. Play.
1: I want to get your thought on this though, because I there's some great value on a lot of these, and sometimes I get a little overexcited, and I had to remind myself like <laughs> these are running backs. Not all of them. This is a season-long yeah. prop. Do I really want to go this route? <laughs> Where are you at with that? We all know running backs get injured. Some are already injured from training camp, right? So it's kind of like, ooh, is this something you're really going to bet? Or are you maybe going to have a couple? Or would you stay away?
0: This is one where I, I, I love these markets, by the way. I, I think this is just fascinating because you have fewer variables, but still some fantastic value because is this something where the books are sharp enough when you are restricting it to just one division? So in that respect, that makes a lot of sense. And as far as mm-hmm. live betting goes, absolutely. Sometimes the best value you can find in general comes from live betting. Yeah, You know, slight digression as far as like looking at the AFC North. So obviously Nick Chubb leads the way with minus 250. To answer your question, I think the Browns, as far as like a rushing infrastructure, they may have it better than anybody else in the NFL. But at minus 250, Nick Chubb, that that doesn't work. It's way, way too short. Yeah, you should be the favorite, but that's not something I would bet into, in large part because of what you're talking about. Running backs, there is a shelf life to them. They could get injured. Maybe they're in situations where they're passing a lot more than rushing because they're playing from behind or whatever. That may be what happens with the Browns. It's, it's the big thing that I've talked about when it comes to Cleveland. There's so much variance with them that even though the rushing attack is reliable, how often are they going to go to it? That's a big question mm-hmm. to me. This is a team that could either finish with the worst record in the NFL or could very well win the AFC North. They are probably capable of both extremes. So at minus 250, I think that's terrible value. So this is one of those markets where I would encourage this notion of looking down the board a little bit, looking for value, and having a sound process. So if you're looking at, say, the AFC North, for instance, you know, Najee Harris at plus 550, well, are the Steelers going to be running the ball a lot? Well, with Kenny Pickett, I don't know. Like, you want to see what you have out of your second-year quarterback, and they may be playing from behind a lot. So maybe you need to look at the Bengals and the Ravens, two teams that may run the football a good bit more, because they will be playing with a lead in the second half a good bit more.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Najee, because I had some season-long props on him last year, and he absolutely broke my heart. So... (laughs) He will be one giant stay away for me this year, but have fun if you want to bet on that. I am going to pass just because of my bad experience with that last year. This is the one division where I just, I don't have a strong play to be honest. I'm not going to force it. I looked at a few and just was like, you know what? I don't need to bet on a division running back in every division here. So this will be a pass for me.
0: And that's fair. I think the only one I would consider would be Joe Mixon, though certainly there are a lot of reports out there suggesting that Mixon, you know, may not be a hundred percent or he may not be what he was. So at seven to one, there may still be value there, uh, just because the Bengals will be mighty good. But I, I also will not endorse that wholeheartedly, unlike say ETN and the South
1: yeah do you mind if we go to the nfc east because i think there is
0: yeah i, I interesting... do mind a, not a
1: <laughs> there are some interesting looks here because from what i'm reading that the e- the eagles have been giving away signs throughout training camp that kenneth gainwell you know might be their number one guy it doesn't look like that if you just look at the espn depth chart but the The fact that he hasn't been playing much, what some of these insiders have been seeing during 11-on-11s, he's been playing on the first team. Paul put the number in there, and I thought it was wrong. I was so shocked you could get him 200-to-1 to to be the rushing leader in the NFC East. If he does end up being the guy, or maybe he's not, but injuries, you just never know. 200-to-1? What are we even doing? I think that's incredible value because you also have to consider, okay, you've got Jalen Hurts, right? But do they want him running the ball? Are they going to start to focus on another aspect of his game in terms of passing and maybe try to prevent injury in terms of Jalen Hurts, you know, running the ball all the time? I think they might try to scale it back. You've got some good running backs on that team. And I think Kenneth Gainwell is a very good look at 201.
0: I completely agree. I completely agree. I think one of the misnomers when it comes to evaluating the Eagles offense is that they have so many different running backs in that backfield that they are willing to you know, do it by committee. And then you have Jalen Hurts, who runs very well out of the spread and you know does a lot of quarterback sneaks, things like that. Well, look at who finished where in terms of rushing yards from a season ago. Miles Sanders finished mm-hmm. fifth. So even though, yeah, the Eagles do have many backs and they will get some totes, sometimes they will ultimately pick one guy to be sort of that bell cow running back. And especially when it comes to that division where it is possible the Eagles run away with it. I'm not sure because the Cowboys will be really good. But if Gainwell is number one, he may be getting a lot of carries. The Eagles could be willing to do that. And in that case, 200-1. You definitely want to pounce on that one. Deuce Vaughn, two hundred to one as well for the Cowboys. I don't hate that one Deuce. either, though. Gainwell makes a lot of sense to me. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, today's MLB card right here on the BetQL Network.